Hey, Robert. Hey, you're on. So, we so were talking about crypto, and then we were like, yeah. we should be recording this because posterity is just a, people are going to look back at 2022 and be the year that crypto imploded. It really is, and we've done a number of shows on this, but it, there is a one of the characteristics of crypto, and I think it was also characteristic of the dot com bubble. And the, and the period in between is, is this phenomenon in Silicon Valley of very young people who don't have that much experience at living suddenly making a lot of money and not just a lot of money, but being admired and respected and, and, and becoming these gurus uh, at a very, very young age when it, it's, it's not clear that they have the maturity to handle it. And, and it looks like at FTC, that was definitely... FTX that was sorry, definitely sorry. part of the part of the issue there uh, it definitely does um, and you know if you can remember being in your 20s uh, yeah. it's not shocking no. uh, but it's also it it really highlights how the process in Silicon Valley has evolved to minimize the impact of these issues because it is exact same thing you've got you know people dropping out of college and starting the next generation of leading technology yeah. companies but in silicon valley the vcs are kind of the adults in the room um, yeah. although they, they the vcs were in ftx so i, I don't want to oversell that but i think the big thing is that I don't want to undersell it either because there is always a conversation of, you know, is the original founder the right entrepreneur to continue running the company? Did Google mm -hmm. step aside? But more recently, uh, founders are not stepping aside and it goes well when it goes well. And then it goes badly when you become meta. And yeah. it just, it's a, it, it, it allows the, uh, you to, to have the CEO, the early CEO step aside and then maybe even come back. I mean, the Google guys came back and ran Google. But the biggest thing I think is that it, the money isn't immediately accessible. I mean, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about with crypto is, you know, investors have kind of incentive to pump and dump because they can cash out immediately. Whereas yep. VCs, they lock up their money. Could be five years, it could be 10 years, but they're in to build long-term value. A short-term bubble doesn't buy them anything. And we saw mm -hmm. that in 2000 when people who on paper had funds that were turning 10X uh, suddenly were losing money two years later. Yep. But in crypto, everybody can cash out, and that includes the founders. So, you know, there's a good chance that if SBF had not been able to spend the kind of money that he spent, that it would have worked out much better for him. I mean, I'm sure at the time it seemed like heaven, uh, but I'm sure it seems like hell now. $112 million on real estate in the Bahamas, a, a eight, almost 8,000 square foot condo, I think at, at about $40 million. Um, if you had an unlimited checkbook, yep. like unlimited yep. budget, your credit card and the bills never came yep. in. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm and not you're shocked. 20 something years yeah. old and you know, you never experienced the everything yeah. coming home to roost. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's really, it's really interesting to, to, to watch it happen. Kind of sad and interesting. It is sad because so, we've yeah. talked about the potential and this is definitely going to clear things out, but not in a, uh, not in the way that would have been minimal pain and maximum benefit. No. And a lot of these kids are super smart and, and this is going to really, for some of them, some of them are going to land up in jail and some of them it's going to dent their reputations for a long, long time. So uh, that that is uh, that is too bad but we will yeah reputations yeah, we, and yes. ceos yeah we were going to talk about twitter <laughs> so 
which is now a private company uh, owned by um, Elon Musk. And uh, it cost them, you know, $44 billion, dollars, uh, of which I think 13 is debt. And I'm not sure how much of the rest he, he's, uh, how much of the rest is him and how much of the rest is other billionaires who chipped in to help. It's called um, around $25 billion. Probably, yes. Uh, but it's a lot of money by any standard, even by Elon Musk's standards. Um, he overpaid. We, we know he overpaid just because the bid was made in cash, not in not in variable stock, but in cash before the NASDAQ went down dramatically. So when and Twitter stock went down, so we know he overpaid in that sense. Too bad he didn't bid in FTT coin. Yes, <laughs> or in Dogecoin. I mean, he was he was big in Dogecoin. Even Bitcoin. Was, even Bitcoin. Yeah, he was the one who made Dogecoin. Uh, Dogecoin, right? That's true. Um, and um, so, so the, he's got a number of different issues there. We can talk. We'll talk about the kind of the the cultural issues, the, spe the speech issues. But there's a simple financial issue. He's got to pay interest on 13 billion dollars of debt, uh, and uh, the company is not exactly one of the more profitable companies. They were making a profit, but very small. Uh, and uh, and it's not clear what the upside is. It, this is Twitter. Uh, so he might have a vision for what he envisions upside, but upsides take time to develop. It takes, as we've talked about many times, experimentation, trial and error. Not clear as the time to experiment. Well, it's it's going to take something. Uh, yeah. That's the beauty of starting small and with a low burn, although it seems like he's cutting the burn dramatically. But let's just take a step back and talk about LBOs because yeah. you, could, you could call this an LBO. Now, the amount mm -hmm. of equity and the amount of debt is reversed from a traditional LBO, but the amount this of- This is leverage, flow, leverage buyouts, leverage buyouts. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the, when you take on leverage and in an LBO, it's typically you would have maybe two or three times as much debt as you have equity. So it's the reverse. It's not as leveraged yep. as you might traditionally have, but then Twitter doesn't have the kind of free cash flow that the normal LBO company would have. Uh, so when you do this, you're essentially taking a, a financial magnifying glass to what improvements you can bring to the company. If you do well, you make an extraordinary return because most of the money came from debt holders. They have a fixed interest rate. I don't know if here it's 13% or something, but if you're doing much better than that, we know technology companies can yield mm -hmm. you know, 30, 40% returns. You're capturing that spread on a multiple of your investment. Uh, the downside is of course, it, it magnifies losses as well. So if things don't go well, you go bankrupt and your equity is wiped out and that that's the end, the bad outcome end game with Twitter or any leverage buyout is that they end up uh, not being able to service the debt, not being willing to recapitalize the company and the debt holders who are currently investment banks, just praying they can get the debt off their books. Yep. Uh, the debt holders end up owning the company. And that is not, I am sure, the outcome that uh, Elon Musk was focusing on or even, even envisioning when he bought the company. No, and of course, Twitter is an unusual leverage buyout candidate because it doesn't have a lot of free cash flow. It does, it's not very profitable. It, it's uh, it's in the process of trying to figure out how to be profitable, but usually that happens pre a leverage buyout. That that usually happens with equity. Equity is willing to take that kind of risk of figuring out how to be profitable. But here, Elon Musk has jumped in with leverage. And now he's trying to figure it out and he's trying to move from a 
advertising model to a subscription model or combination of the two. And, and he doesn't have a lot of time to fail, which we talked a lot about with ingenuism. One of the most important things is the ability to fail and to learn from failure. And here, one of the things leverage by it to do, and they do it, uh, uh, you know, when you read the literature, right? It's one of the reasons they do leverage bias, right? To constrain managers so that they're really focused on producing cash flow, not experimenting. It's a way to kind of uh, uh, get managers focused, not the other way around. Here, no, the manager has to be an experimenter and try to figure this out quickly. Yeah, the typical model is there are obvious things that should be done. Uh, for some reason, they're not happening. So you need to bring in a new management team or have just new incentives to light a fire under the, the team. And then they do the things that are obvious. They work or they don't. I mean, they're obvious, yep. but that doesn't mean they always work. Uh, and here it is. I mean, if you think about Tesla, if you think about SpaceX, um, they both had times in their histories where they were running out of money. Yep. And, you know, you change history a little bit. It's possible that, that one or both of them doesn't exist now. And so you, you go into Twitter with that same sort of mentality that we're, we're walking close to the edge. Uh, but it's not as obvious what the milestones have to be, what the outcomes need to be in order for you to get to the good scenario. I mean, with Tesla, it's you start needing to start manufacturing cars with low defects and high performance at, at well, reasonable cost didn't really matter because they, mm -hmm. they had a really nice profit margins. Uh, SpaceX, your rockets have to fly, they have to be able to land, they have to, but you're able to crash a few along the way. And here, it's not clear what that is. And while I think that you, it, under the current structure, you're absolutely right. The runway is, is short and getting shorter. Uh, it's not absolutely clear to me that that's the long-term structure, uh, especially with the debt all on the mm -hmm. investment banks side. I mean, there are ways to create runway, even in traditional LBOs, where if it's a little more speculative, you might have the debt pay in kind for a while. So instead of getting cash interest, uh, the amount of debt accrues, it's negative amortization. And that reduce, that increases the potential losses for the debt holders. But if the current scenario, the current trajectory is immediate bankruptcy, and they end up owning Twitter with no idea what to do with it. Yeah. You know, maybe they'd rather give Elon Musk some runway, take you know some stretch out the debt somehow. Maybe take some warrants. Uh, you know, financial engineering is pretty miraculous at making the worst case scenario less likely. And and my guess is with because it's Elon Musk and because of his record of success and because the guys a the guys brilliant. It, there's a good chance that that is indeed what happened. And I, I wouldn't bet against him at Twitter. That is, in spite of everything we've said, he could still pull it out. He's he's done he's done pretty amazing things in his career. Uh, and he's he's obviously quite a character. And uh, but it is it is interesting to watch. And one of the differences between Twitter and most LBOs or most restructurings is with Twitter, you get an inside look in real time. Elon Musk is tweeting as he's thinking about ideas He's letting you all know on Twitter, and um, it, which is also interesting because it's uh, whether that communication is helpful or not is not clear, but it is. It does make it more fun uh, for us outsiders to to watch uh, what what happens and 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 see the consequences. Uh, we've got the uh, Twitter soap opera running twenty four seven. 
but if you think about it, it's possible that this is what experimentation looks like at Twitter. I mean, with SpaceX, it's clear it's rockets yep. and you launch them and you learn yep. if they crash or if they don't crash. You know, you, yep. with Tesla, it's the same thing. You learn both in manufacturing, you learn on the, with the cars on the road, you're getting feedback. It gets, they're very structured for obvious positive feedback through learning. Uh, what does that look like with Twitter? I mean, it, traditionally you would say, okay, you introduce new features and you see how people are using them and you evolve. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you just tweet about features and yep. see what the response is. You know, get, get a, if, if you can have your finger on the pulse of your customers without having to spend any money, that could be perfect experimentation. I don't know how reliable it is, but. I don't know either. I mean, he's doing polls, right? He did a poll. Should, should we reinstate Donald Trump? And it was, I think the yes is one at 52 to 48. So within five minutes, he had reinstated Donald Trump. I mean, the people have spoken. But then when people said, well, what about this other person? Why don't you reinstate him? Or why don't you have a poll? Musk would say, no, nah, you know, in a sense, I don't like him. So I'm not reinstating him. So it, it, it's, it's fun to watch, but there's a, there's a certain whimsical, a little bit of a, you know, a, um, randomness to it. I, you know, maybe there's logic behind it that Elon understands and we don't, but there certainly seems to be a certain randomness to his decision-making about some things. Um, maybe the same thing was going on at uh, SpaceX and yeah. Tesla the whole time. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. be shocking, but we have the same, I mean, Elon Musk is, is seasoned. He's yep. successful. He's gone through rough times. So he's like, I don't want to compare him to SBF. No, no, and no. you do have the same thing of, you know, he is a golden boy. Uh, he just yep. has long-term accomplishments to back it up. Yeah. But everybody gets overconfident. I mean, we've, we've all experienced <laughs> it, not just you and I, but everyone who's listening to this has experienced, you know, a little success turning into, hey, this is easy. I can do no wrong. And that's sometimes well, when you stumble. I talked about this on my show a, a few, a while ago. You remember Chainsaw? Chainsaw Al, Al Dunlop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who was really, really good at restructuring companies. And then he wanted to have a swan song. He wanted to run a company like a real CEO. And Build he a company. completely crashed and burned. Completely crashed and burned. And he ended his career, sadly, on that crash and burn instead of ending it on a high at what he's good at, what he was good at. What he was, he was, but I, I don't think that was independent of the fact that he was hated for his, you know, uh, restructuring efforts, even though, you know, we understand them as being good. Um, so he tried to be the good guy to his, uh, and <laughs> Chainsaw was not, did not function well as a good guy. Chainsaw so it's going to be interesting. Help. I mean, you know, the challenges, the challenges around speech uh, um significant. I mean, he's going to have to find what the moderation policy is, and he hasn't yet. Doing polls, I think, on on who to ban and who not is probably not the long-term solution. Um but uh, he's going to have to figure that one out, that it doesn't just depend on, on Elon Musk uh, wanting this person or not wanting that person. Um, and, and then the blue checkmark, I got my blue checkmark just in time before they canceled the program of, I, I paid the eight bucks and I got my blue checkmark. I'm not sure it has any impact on anything, but he got my eight bucks. Um, suppose the, but that's the revenue model. They want to get you to pay to have higher i think prominence on the platform or something like that they're still working on it um and advertisers are leaving for political reasons so it's it's a you know it's it's a significant challenge and it's uh, it is interesting to watch on the sideline i hope he's successful because i actually enjoy twitter so uh and it is it is a valuable platform so 
Um, well, it's kind of unique in that yep. you know the, the other platforms are all trying to copy each other, and Twitter has carved out a. I mean, people have tried to copy what Twitter does, but maybe because there's no advertising revenue, they haven't tried yeah. very hard. But um, it, it's it's definitely uh, it feels more wild west live like a, actually interacting with people versus the yep. curated um instagram youtube facebook experience i don't even i don't know about tiktok i don't think either of us knows about tiktok yeah, we'd have to interview a 17 year old to know anything yeah. about tiktok yeah. but i think that a lot of it's going to depend on it's going to come down to you know what does elon musk want to do with his time and his money yes. Uh, he could easily, uh, I am sure he could easily buy out uh, the debt right the now. Debt. Yep. And then, you know, and by cutting costs, turn Twitter into a private company that it is positive cash flow, that self-sustaining you know, and mm-hmm. never make any money off of it. And, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money to throw, uh, but you know, aside, especially if you're trying to get to Mars, uh, but that's one possible outcome. And the other, uh, another, as sort of the other extreme is it, it decides Mars is more important and, yep. you know, he, the distraction and the money and it just yep. basically turns it over to the debt holders. And, and he does have a vision for it that includes long form writing on Twitter. So you could attach your long form writing in, in, in productive ways, video and a bunch of other things. He does have a vision for it to be a dominant social media focused on these kind of debates uh, that Twitter is so good at or so bad at, depending on your perspective. Um, and, and I'm sure there are ways to monetize all that. Uh, in, and so it's, it's, it's a question of his patience, the patience of the debt holders, and, uh, and how quickly uh, people respond to, to good ideas when, uh, when, when, he, when he presents them at Twitter. Um, and everything, of course, now is politicized. So that's, that's, a sad part of it that we don't, it's not just pure business. Everything is now from the framework of, is he on the right? Is he on the left? Does this help us? Does it hurt the other side? Uh, which is unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Uh, I wish that, you know, the, that Elon Musk's, at, at some, at one point, he was one of the least hated billionaires yep. because, you know, he yep. was, he was bringing space. He was, uh, saving the planet with electric cars, uh, and his electric cars were the fastest cars on the road. Like everybody had something fun, to like yeah. about him. And yeah. unfortunately that means also you can say everyone has something to dislike. And so that seems to have been how it swings and not because I don't think it bothers him at all. I have no idea, but I, I if I had to guess, I would take the under there. Uh, but because I think it'll impact, it, it's an impact on the world. Uh, if, when we think about ingenuism and people being connected, implicit to that is that people are cooperating. Yep. And when you're connected and all it does is you're fighting, it, it, that's not ingenuism because you're not sharing ideas, you're not trying to uh, collaborate and support each other and, and build something that you couldn't do on your own. You're really tearing each other down and that's it's anti-ingenuism and i think it inhibits even the people who want to share stuff because they're afraid now because they see the kind of response that some people are getting so it's generally an anti-ingenuism cultural phenomena um and it, you know and elon is not immune to it i mean, I mean I've, he does not respond well to criticism on twitter it is interesting because again it's all in real time but um 
but he 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 tends to lash out like like some of the worst people on Twitter. Um, but it's so if but if he can transform the platform and turn it into a more collaborative collaborative positive environment, I think social media has huge potential if somebody can figure out the right model for more collaborative, not just for sharing cat videos, but for actual collaboration. Um, and, and so for example, um, the FTX story, most of the new information about FTX came from citizen journalists on Twitter. Yeah. So like they were breaking the news before the New York Times, before the Washington Post, before anybody, they got the scoop. And that kind of collaborative effort that can bring in strangers, like we can easily collaborate between people we know, we can create a, a, a you know, a Teams group or something, we can, there are lots of platforms to do that. But collaborating with people you don't know, and, and getting feedback from people you don't know, that's the strength of social media. And that, I don't think we've fully, I don't think we've, we've uh, extracted the real, the real upside there. Yeah, I think it, we just scratched the surface because yep. if you think about the way people use social media, and this is not a, a diss at all on it, yep. um, but it's primarily entertainment. Yep. And um, you know, there's nothing wrong with entertainment, emotional connection, all of those things are extremely valuable and part of being human. And it's a little bit better than you know, crypto being just about trading crypto, but yep. it's a little bit of the same thing as to build value, you need to think about, okay, where are the ideas? What's enabling people's ingenuity to create things that didn't exist before? What's enabling people to work together and create things that didn't exist before? And social media hasn't done a lot of that. And that's, I think, the super app. And you know, maybe there's a crypto component to it. Maybe there isn't. Maybe there's a Twitter component to it. Maybe there isn't. Um, but that's, that's what we here at Ingenuism are looking forward to. Uh, you have to take the steps. And nothing yep. wrong with where we are now, um, and, but it's still well, well short of the potential. And it could be that Elon Musk is just the right person to turn Twitter into exactly that. We'll have to wait and see. I hope so. If it ends up being his most valuable company, uh, we're all going to be in a really, really good position. Absolutely. Great. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Yaron. Talk soon.